tell me how many of them there were. Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Broadcasting from New York, upstate near the Great Lakes, it's Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Root. Thank you so much for joining us on the new moon. It's Cosmic Conditions with Mary Ducina, a show that we do every new moon here, and we have for quite some time, quite some time. And Mary Ducina's been with us for a while, and we consider her to be uh, the mother of Lighting the Void. Also, our favorite witchy woman born on Halloween ran one of the, or if not the first, it was the first psychic calling show back in the 80s in Florida. And, uh, I mean, it's just been magnificent. Like, she's changed so many people's lives since we started doing this. We get so much feedback about Mary, and every night that we do this, the phones blow up like crazy, and it's become very popular. And now other shows have uh, gotten her on, the sh- on her on their shows, and she's becoming very popular which should have happened a long time ago i can't wait to hear on howard stern or something like that that's gonna happen you're gonna get on like coast soon if you guys are listening because i know you do you're gonna be a fool not to have this woman on because it isn't just a call-in show this is a psychic that has helped change my life and guided me to where i am now and has been a very important i would even say power in my life so yeah, thanks for coming on, Mary. It's good to have you here. Bless you in this in this season of illumination and light. You know, I, it, the honor is mine. 
the honor is mine from my soul to be able to touch in with the divine source, the creator for me, the Holy Ghost fire frequencies to be able to help myself as we give to others as well as your beautiful, intelligent audience. And those people that don't call in, those people that, as we often say, Joe, that are maybe laying there wishing they really could sleep, no disrespect meant to us, but wishing they could just get a really deep, soft, sweet sleep like they've lost their sleep and they don't know how to get it back, and then add the intensity of an epic, historical time that we're walking through. You know, we, we all have had to take history at some aspect in school in our school years and to have heard about the Vietnam War, to have heard about, you know, World War One or World War Two, and kind of be annoyed that we're teenagers and we have to study that and and then some of us to have parents or walk through nine eleven, you know, that kind of experience and, and just the bizarre things that have gone on and then to have a total world spotlight shut down with, if you will, a modern-day plague, so to speak, of what keeps getting thrown in our face and all the social um, TikTok media, daytime, you know, let's just keep hypnotizing everybody with it. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. And so it's really created a thin skin and a high layer of our ability without some kind of divine connection some type of heart-soul ability to do ritual or ceremony or it's been harder across the board for both friends and clients that I keep hearing and I've heard since January and especially in March when right at the Ides of March when the lockdown started that it's really been a truth trigger and thrown into people's faces. How do you cope with fear when all of a sudden, especially you OCD types, when all of a sudden when your ability to control got taken away from you by controllers. And I found that to be what has produced the most angst and anger and panic and temper tantrum childlike modes, you know, the the return to bullying other people if they don't think or do like someone else says you should think or or do. So there's been a real amplification of what can divide us and I'm excited about this this month in 2020 I'm excited about uh, this is the month of vision when we we started the year Joe and I were talking about 2020 you know that's often told to us by the eye specialist oh you have perfect vision you have 2020 vision and I remember saying to Joe can't remember if it was at the eclipse of December 2019 or then again at our new moon show in January that I keep thinking that maybe 2020 is going to show us what we need to look at. Maybe we need to look at some things in a different way. Maybe we're going to get upgrades on it, but we all knew anybody, and I applaud every astrologer out there, Vedic and Western, that was looking at, holy smokes, look at that alignment coming up in January with the Capricorn stellium, and all of us worth our salt knew there was going to be some type of covert power drag and foundational fracture shaking on the oligarchy, the plutocracy, the, the, the elitist, the powers that be that don't know what it's like to be hungry, don't know what it's like to be homeless, don't know what yeah. it's like to worry about your rent or your house, that they were going to say, go in, shut up, sit down, 
do as I say, and it's, of course, if we've seen come out by a lot of the elitists, do as I say, not as I do. So that double standard thing, I think, further fired up people besides the obvious political things. So it's, it's, and with Mars being in Aries most of the year and not really out of it until January of 2021, we have been moving with a volcano. When you study Reiki and you study the chi of the body, the, the Tara is that like solar plexus chakra, you know, it moves up from the red chakra to the orange chakra right before the, above the navel, the, the yellow chakra. So the Tara is known as the furnace of the earth's temple that carries our soul. So we've been fired up. You know, we've had a lot of things fuel the fire this year. And it has, if nothing else, and I always say this, be authentic because even if you get it wrong, even if the way you looked at it could use improvement or you got something wrong, you assumed something incorrectly, or, you know, we've had to look at not just the words this year, but what do people really mean with the words that they choose. So we've really had our psychological plates full, our, our soul spiritual plates full. And if we had lost, if we've lost our ability, whatever that is, and however you define that for ceremony or prayer or the ability to find solace and comfort in connecting with the divine, the supernatural, your creator, the almighty I am, certainly this is the time for you to find that belief, find that anchor, find that that comforts your soul, those soft moments. Because when things are taken away from us, whether it's right or fair or unfair, when something's snatched away from us that we had earned or that we had worked hard for, and some power structure that doesn't even know our name says, I said no. Then there's that part of yeah, us that right. becomes a warrior or that becomes afraid and sits in a corner like a, 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 a dog that's been beaten and it goes into submission because it just wants to please you and it doesn't know how anymore. And so it cowers and piddles and goes into full panic mode. We've, we, we've had a hard time because we've really been in one way or another, and, and I feel in a couple of at least dual categories, we've been backed into a corner and we've had to face our fight or flight mechanism. And so this eclipse, this total solar eclipse over South America, what they're calling the great South American eclipse, this eclipse is an optimistic Sagittarius. And you'll hear other astrologers speak about Mercury's involved with it in Aquarius. Mercury's at combust phase. It's going into the orbit of the sun. We have the south node, which in Vedic astrology, that's a big deal. It's actually a big deal in Western astrology too. The north and south node have a lot to do with our life purpose. And back in May, they shifted, which controls the signs of the eclipses pretty much. They shifted into Gemini and Sag. So this solar eclipse, new moon, in Sagittarius, when we had a, another eclipse in Sagittarius, it was in June, and we had our lunar eclipse in Sagittarius back when the sun was in Gemini. So we're all getting force-fed, <laughs> force-fed a new diet of what say you? Where are you battling with the truth? Are you telling the truth? Are there pretty little lies? Are you... Are you lying to yourself? You know, it's, it's kind of like the haves and the have-nots when it comes to the bitter truth, 
the reality bites and the authentic authority of, you know, I am what I am. It is what it is. And I'm not willing to lie for you. I'm not willing to lie to myself by myself anymore. So I see this as a portal. It's a stargate that's opening up because this eclipse is also at the galactic center, which is the, the birth of the Milky Way, the galaxy that we're orbiting in. So there's a lot of Sagittarius and Aquarius. Every sign has its shadow side. But this is happening in, in the Festival of Lights of Hanukkah. Tonight's the fifth candle that's lit. We're at Advent. We're coming up into a very holy season that a lot of people celebrate with the birth of the Divine King, the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction that's happening when you study back to Zoroasterism in Persia, it had a lot to do with this conjunction means the birth of a new king and the exit of the old king. So something's happening. And if you take every archetype back personally and get the personal magic of that, what's happening in your kingdom? And what are the priorities in your kingdom? Is it love? Is, you know, Sagittarius can be those kind of truth triggers and truth bombs of like when someone betrayed you, when you betrayed someone and they found out, when all of a sudden you lose a job that you thought was still going to be there or a financial backing or you think about the people, no matter what our misery might be, the people that all of a sudden got a really hard health diagnosis. There's a, a real challenge with that. You know, those are freeze frames. Your whole world stops when all of a sudden the marriage is going to break. You know, we find ourselves kind of staring at the door. <laughs> yeah, but staring I mean, the door like, haven't we said like this whole way up to this point that it's coming, it's inevitable, change is coming, like this whole, you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you're shocked and shook right now, you've had months to prepare for it. Like do you believe in this stuff or do you not? You know? I well, don't know. I People have both a longing for the truth in their life, Joe, and then they also have a fear of the truth. Some people have a fear of facing the truth, and some people have fears of confrontation, yet they they want to be really truthful, authentic people, but then when they attract people that might not be authentic with them, this is just one scenario, they fear confrontation. So they kind of avoid it and avoid it and put it off and put it off. But now when it comes to the truth, that man or that woman really knows what the truth is. It's over. It's not going to work. You're just, you know, as you say, you're just putting off the inevitable. But yet people, I just said this to someone earlier this week, and then again tonight earlier, people, t- humans, humans don't live in the now, so to speak. And they, a lot of them don't. It's a training you do with meditation and prayer and spirituality to really see the gratitude and the appreciation of the now. Yeah. And people tend to hold on, even if it's crappy, even if it's hurting you, they tend to hold on to what became their familiar environment, even if it was dysfunctional, mind you. Because, you know, when we're little kids, we're just... We're just products of our environment you know we don't know what's right or wrong we're just products of what we're you know we landed on the planet and that's who our caretakers are or aren't and our familiar becomes what we have on a day-to-day basis so when we become semi-adult you know if a child had a dysfunctional 
early life, that tends to be their familiar, their go-to. So when they get into these adult relationships, their go-to might be, yeah, I know it's really bad for me, but I don't know different. This is my familiar. And so they avoid upgrading. They avoid knowing that it could be different. And when you have to give so much of yourself away just to have half of a relationship, the price is too high. Sagittarius. It sucks. sucks. Yeah. Sagittarius is a sign that says, look, we've got two big signs coming up as we end this year and enter into the new, the new pasture. This is our life garden right now. And so in June, there was a knock at the door because that was the full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. There was a knock at the door going, take a look, take a look. Your life is going to change. So we had the weed and feed go on in our life. I have hope over here. I'm going to change this over there. Maybe I'll get my foot in the water over there, move here, do that, leave this, get more invested into them or that. And now with this solar eclipse, the stargate opens. Besides everything else that's going on in December, this, I'm just talking about this eclipse. It's like a new moon times 10 because Mercury's involved and Chiron's turning direct in Aries and Venus is going into Sagittarius in a couple of days and Mercury's combust the sun by the 19th. So there's a whole lot of, look at it as amplified electricity, like when you really turn the volume up and it's the song that you really want to just feel in your bones, that kind of, that kind of like, yeah, I can go work out to that song. That's my rock song or that's my go-to. So it's that song that just blares out and drowns out everything that's been haunting or aggravating you. That's what this eclipse is. But it's also opening up windows of opportunity and upgrades and and bright new frequencies. And it opens up a six-month vision quest that's going to have its blossoming along the way. But the big results, the big, which is not a normal harvest time, but the big bloom and the big fruits are going to be around May 26th of 2021. Why May 26th of 2021? That will be the next lunar eclipse. And it'll be at 26 degrees of Sagittarius. This is at 23. Now let me add the visual to this. There's a, there's a thing in astrology that we've talked about it before, Joe and I, called the Sabian symbols. There's so much to say in this show, you're going to have to look that up yourself, and you're going to have to trust me that the Sabian symbol for the 23rd to 24th degree of Sagittarius is a bluebird of happiness is perched looking in your door. So again, that moment that we get the big diagnosis, the big shock, the big loss, the big betrayal, whether we did it or it was done to us, and there, we have that that poignant pause of acute shock and awe or disappointment of like, are you kidding me here? We tend to look at that window or that door or stare at that phone, even if it's been a disconnected, you know, we're staring at the mirror on the, on our glass phone, on our laptop or whatever. There's a lot of mirrors now. There's a lot of black mirrors now. So all of a sudden when we disconnect from that text or that disappointment, there's a little mirror that we're holding in our hands. Or we go and we stare at our door, or we go out and we look outside, or we go scream, or whatever we do, you know, because they won't fight with us anymore, and they just, they just cut us off for whatever reason. So at least in the fight, there's some kind of, exp- of a passionate declaration and exchange. But then after that, it's like if you end up at the same old, same old, and there's the same apathetic, 
non-moving forward. Sagittarius is like, get out of here. It's like the New Yorker, you know, or the Italian that goes, yeah, yeah bye. Or the great, the great, you know, uh, uh, person that will throw up their hand going, yeah, bye, Felicia. So there comes a point where you say, I'm, I'm the captain of my ship, and I'm going to choose what highway that I'm now going to put fuel in my engine and I'm going to go down. So this eclipse is about what's your truth? What's your relationship with the truth? What do you know? What do you know that you can no longer avoid that's the truth? So there's a new way that has to occur. So glance back one more time at what should have been, could have been, started to be, was hoped for, and without judgment on yourself, why didn't I see those signs? Why did they have to do that to me? Why did he lie? Why did they... Why did the job do that to me? They knew in all June? along. I was here's the famous one. You said I was started the last in June? one to know. Hmm? You said this started in June. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. The the knock at the door that there was going to be revolutionary change and in in the world. If you look at the world news, that was pretty much when we were beginning to think that we could come out of lockdown. You know, that's when things were beginning to open up a little bit again. Was in that June July time frame you could go out to eat again in, in most places certainly here you could so it's it, what Sagittarius is saying is this these are stars of wonder this is a time where just holding on to something where someone else has got you in the quagmire where you're waiting on how they feel or you're waiting on what they're gonna say or you're waiting on what they're gonna do be it job or or a personal relationship it's like they don't need to be your person that puts the flag down and says, okay, let the horses loose. You know, this is a Sagittarius has a bow and arrow, but this is a moving target. So when you think about field hockey, when you think about the jocks on horses and they're out there, you know, it's a moving target. When you think about soccer, when you think about the balls in motion or you're on horseback and you've got to shoot the gun or you've got to shoot the bow and arrow while the horse is moving, you're moving. It's a different kind of of coordination that's that's needed so you got to hit the bullseye whatever that is whatever you're chasing down or hunting or whatever the competition is there's a competition sag is very sportsy it's it's very competitive it's like the race car drivers it's you know it's that it's that whole you know i'm going to up my game type of a thing so wherever you have sagittarius in your star map in your earth birth star map locate the middle degrees of sagittarius and wherever you have the, the very beginning degrees of Aquarius with the, with the great conjunction, the great mutation that's happening at Yuletide uh. um, solstice, find that in your chart. And you guys, you know, there's all kinds of free things. There's this free app, and you can go on astro.com or seek.com or astroseek, and you can find out a lot of things. But it's also the best investment you can make in your life is to really have a walkthrough with a seasoned, experienced astrologer and if you're drawn to vedic rock on you know if you're drawn to evolutionary yay if you're but if you know try to do something where you're incorporating the spiritual and the mystical with the tool of astrology there will never be anything that beats a person that has spent some time in the mechanics in the star mechanics of astrology helping you understand your chart to where you don't spend years going all over the place trying to pull it all together and that's not a pitch just for myself. It's just the truth. I mean, I found it out as truth for myself. It's wonderful 
that there's all kinds of different research sites out there now. Absolutely wonderful for continuing education. But there's a lot of things that you can get confused by or, or led astray by for a while. But Sagittarius in our chart, the, the Aquarius-Sagittarius combination, Joe, and, and to your lovely audience, is about a candle has been lit. There's holy smoke burning from the sage, the incense. There's a softness that comes with, with watching a candle and just a piece of a stillness watching that candle. But there's, a search, there's such a thing as holy smoke and, and sacred cleansing. And the Sag Aquarius, is, it's all about the winds of change. And it's that quietude that happens. When the sun goes down, or right before the sun comes up, they're called the tween times, and you hear all the birds in the morning, or you hear all the birds right at sunset, and then everything, there's that space beyond time and, and, and location where everything goes quiet. It just goes quiet. And nightfall's happening. It's that tween time of sunset to twilight to night, or it's that it's still dark outside, and you get up to go to the restroom, and then you look out, and you can tell it's pre-dawn, that's another magical tween time. These are great times if you happen to get up to evacuate the bladder or whatever. Um, it's a great time to cast your intentions. I can tell you this is the most important eclipse for manifestation and sacred magic that I've seen in a long, long, long time. Number one, Sagittarius is Jupiter-governed, so it's optimistic. Jupiter is the, is the giant planet. So there's a bullseye of opportunity that takes us into the closing of this year and the opening door of 2021 that says, what's the new way? What's the new idea that wants to take form? What are you aiming for? What are you going to concentrate on? So it's like Jupiter would be the new king, the new kingdom, the new way, um, the bullseye. And Saturn is where do you need to focus your concentration and are you really being dedicated and disciplined to do the work of your affirmations, your intentions, and, and bringing that into manifestation. Ideas are an air element. They come from an inspired creative muse somewhere. All of us, whether it's a dream or a person, it's like, whoa, what a great idea. But it takes some type of grounding and some type of emotion, desire, and passion to add some, some body to that because it's etheric it's it's an idea it's a it's an inspired scenario and so what you have to do is you have to then bring it if you want to bring it into earthly manifestation because it could be borne by your higher self and your spirit guides or your angel messengers but you've got to then add the other components in the recipe of of manifestation you've got to add the right ingredients to stir the soup and have it to happen so i would at least urge you between now and coming into Yuletide solstice over December the 21st, since we have major things going on every... This is the biggest week of the year. I mean, from the 14th of December <laughs> to the 22nd of December, there's so much cramped. There's like three years crammed into one week, I promise you. So Saturn is about, I'm going to rise above my disappointments. I'm going to not throw my expectations and when I'm making a move on someone else's schedule or someone else's response, someone or something, when there's a south node eclipse, something big is going to come into our lives because this eclipse is on the south node or the dragon's tail, the south lunar node, along with Mercury. And Mercury's getting along well with Mars and Aries as well as the south node. So it's an amplifier. 
And when it's a south node, the south node is where we complicate our life and where we allow others to interfere or complicate in our lives. So when there's an eclipse that's optimistic, it's not in a heavy sign. Sagittarius isn't a heavy sign. Sagittarius is like, oh my God, be free, be liberated, you know, be you, just be you. And, and explore and adventure and stop holding yourself back and stop waiting on anybody else. Sagittarius has an impatience to it. It's like, get out there, find out what you believe and activate it. So the south node, with the eclipse on the south node for all of us, but especially for Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, is saying someone and something big is coming into your life. It could be as early as when spring starts, you know, in the third week of March, it may take until May, but I promise you, if you write down anything of this show, this new moon solar eclipse show in December of 2020, write down, become very familiar with your desires, your passionate pursuits. Take that pause now and put it down on paper what it is that you want to see in your life six months from now. Six months from now. And that's pretty powerful so stuff, next- too. You're ritualizing... And in other words, you're ritualizing what you want. See, yeah. I think we make a lot of mistakes. We have desires like what we want, and we just don't. We don't ritualize. We don't write it down. We're not telling the universe what the target is. Exactly, and it's a moving target because, you know, it's the winds of change. Aquarius is the winds of change. You know, it's it's like the eye in the sky and the winds of change. We're switching to an air element with Jupiter's expansiveness and Saturn's restrictions. Now, I will tell you, with the south node and the solar eclipse in Sagittarius added to, these are the most, these are the most freedom-loving signs of all 12, Sagittarius and Aquarius. Don't fence me in and don't tell me I can't do it. So Saturn's moving into Aquarius. And for the millennials that were born 1990 to 1992, this is your first Saturn return. It's a big damn deal. It's a big, not because you're turning 30. But it's the first time that Saturn's come back to Aquarius since you landed on the planet if your birth years fall between 1990 and 1992. When you think back in history, the time before that, when Saturn was in Aquarius, was 1960 to 1962. And you think about Martin Luther King and you think about the assassination of John F. Kennedy that we studied in school and you look at this, the technological advances from the 60s to the 90s and from the 90s to 2020. So we will see, and I've been talking about this all year on my social posts, on Instagram, and on my Facebook pages of Cosmic Conditions. And I, I keep telling you people, we're going to have very active events going on in space, in the heavens, with flying objects, whether you can identify them or not, with the hybridization of certain type of star technology besides AI, besides nanobots, besides medical breakthroughs and and just stuff that will absolutely have your mouth fly open with what they can do with technological or scientific mayhem or magic. But the skies, the omens and the signs in the heavens are going to be tangible, visible and prophetic. There's going to be big deals. Like when people think about to the Persian astrologers or Mesopotamia or the Egyptians and the, the paintings on the caves and the messages in the pyramids, they all speak about comets and they all speak about omens and stars of wonder. And I, I, this time of year, I always think about the Magi. You know, I, I always think about, you know, according to the Armenian uh, teachings, you know, one of them 
Melkor was Persian and from the Zoroastrianism reign of it. And then there was, there was Gaspar from India. And then there was uh, Balthazar coming over from another area. So you've got, you know, you've got Ethiopian, you've got India, you've, and there's no real definite, I mean, I'm certainly not saying I'm a scholar on that, but you, you've got these Arabian, Persian, Indian, the, the, the astrologers is what Magi were, the, the wise men of the stars that worked with the tool of astrology really had active sky knowledge and study, and when they saw what they saw, there's a lot of a lot of science coming out about there was, at that time, the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction. There was also a great comet that came by. I absolutely believe that the stuff that's happening in December of 2020 sets the tone for stars of wonder, stars of light, as we go toward May, June of 2021. I'm excited about it, but I feel... Because the nodes, Joe, are in the signs of communication, Gemini and Sagittarius, we have reached a point, whether you've been meditating, whether you've been going to a particular synagogue, temple, or church, these are the days of miracle and wonder, and it is the long-distance call. And we have got to start being very aware, very cognizant, very awake and deliberate about the words that we're casting, the energies, and the way we're we're affirming and intending and spelling and casting that forth. The more that we can give, now I'm not saying give to where you're abused or mistreated or drained of your energy, but it doesn't always involve money. But when you can give those encouraging words and you can give those affirmations out quietly that a person may not know that you're praying or meditating for them or you become a secret Santa 12 months of the year in some way. It doesn't always have to be money. It teaches us the most about our own generosity and how it feels when we let go of some of our money. It does because, you know, humans have a lot of fear around money and their resources and they have a lot of judgments about it. So what's happening is we have an electromagnetic, that's what the radiant star of our sun does. We've had solar storms going on the last week leading up to this too. I've been studying it with the the solar weather. So Leo is magical fire. It says for us to ask of the divine crown, of the divine holies, ask. Tell your angels that are there anyway. Ask them to walk beside you and get involved. But it's the stillness right now. It's hard for people to reach the pause, the stillness. You know, when you're out there and you're fishing or you're out there and you're just waiting for the sun to drop and before you have to get in your car and drive back home and resume your busy life, you know, and you can't go to the restaurant in a lot of cities, just let that portrait of the sunrise, if you're an early bird, or the sunset, just put your troubles into that sun that you're visually seeing seem to drop below the horizon. But that electromagnetic energy is leaving your visual sights, but it's also not radiating on your body anymore. It's going on the other side of the world. The earth is turning. And so with the great turning, when the sun is setting, you can put your, magically, you can put your stressors and your problems and your frustrations into the sun and say, take this from me. I release this. Take this from me, holiest of holies. Take this from me. I allow the fire of the sun and the fire of the Holy Ghost to take this from me. I release this. I'm tired of this haunting me. I'm tired of this repetitive problem, pattern, scenario. I'm tired of it. I want to uncomplicate my life, and I want to get out of, oh, these tangled webs that we weave. So there are illuminations happening right now, literally Hanukkah, 
literally the Christmas season, which has kind of been blindsided for a lot of people in the normal traditional way, that they would be able to go celebrate Christmas shopping in a mall, going out to eat, family gatherings, you know, the powers that be are going, no, 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 you don't get to go to your room. So what are they doing? They're saying, well, look, we're going to put up all these lights and stay in your cars, but bring the kids and there's like all these lights. I'm looking at all these symbols of like, look, we made a lot of lights. We extended the lights. Come drive through the lights. We're going to extend them all the way into the end of January so you can do something with your family. Come to the light. There's all kinds of symbols of that. So there's some, something, someone big. There is like a new king, uh, a secret Santa. There's, it's, it's, there's big intimate news coming, the biggest intimate news. This, this particular conjunction hasn't happened in 800 years. Where it, that's why they're calling it a great mutation, where it's going to shift from a lot of time in, in earth signs and groundedness, especially for the last 240 years, and it's going to move into staying in an air sign for a while as a priority. So we're moving away from just the financial earth life into our moods and our creative feelings, and what moves us at soul level as we walk through this life. As we're walking through this life, we, we quickly realize there's a lot of temporary things, time flies, and how everything changes in a day when someone you know got in that car wreck, ended up in a hospital, or survived something, and they come back, they're fully changed, you know, or they've had an out-of-body experience. They're fully changed by that. They're you know, they think that divorce they went through was the worst thing they could ever go through, and yet that was a knock on the door for them to upgrade their life and move on from it. Even though it was familiar, they finally admit they weren't happy. It wasn't enough, and it wasn't just your partner's fault. It's simply not enough anymore. And how about this way of looking at it? Maybe you came together and you served the purpose that you were supposed to serve for the length of time, whatever earth measure that is, that the two of you were together. And maybe the best of that happened. And you had the growth cycle and you had the karmic lessons and you had the, the ups and downs, but you, did, you came to a point where the best of each other has been achieved. And if, you're, if both partners aren't willing to upgrade together, then that relationship isn't a failure. It's just served its purpose, and you're going to keep going on repeat mode. Like it's never really going to advance. You're going to keep having the same <clears throat> where you get stuck lessons and that's yell what, at each other and get frustrated. That's what gets me when I start seeing that it's back again. It's back again. It's back again. And it's like, okay, that's a signal. That's got to be. I've been here so many times, you know. And that could just be like a career too. But if the symbols show up, it's sure. back again. With the, you're right back where you started with the same scenario, same thing, you know, it's like, so well, for me, Groundhog what I day. did was when I started seeing those patterns come back again and maybe it's a Scorpio thing, but I finally said, okay, I would be lying to myself if I didn't say I'm so frustrated that this same type of psychological nemesis keeps coming toward me. So I took a Buddhist approach with that and turned to it and said, I'm not running from you anymore. You're not going to chase me anymore. I'm going to sit and have soul tea with you. I'm going to sit and have spirit coffee with you. Or we're going to toast a glass of communion wine together. But you, obviously, 
keep coming back to me because there's something I'm not seeing or there's something I haven't seen through because I am aligned with soul and light and I do not believe for one skinny second that the only way this chick can learn lessons is through pain and anguish and frustration yeah, and loss. That's... Not happening. So I'll choose you as my teacher, betrayal or pain or loss or whatever it is that's, that you can kind of get a one or two word definition of and say, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to ask you point blank by my conscious and my subconscious realms, my inner verse and the external universe. What is it I'm supposed to see? Angels, come to me. What is it I'm supposed to see so this doesn't keep coming back? On my menu, it's the way that I tend to learn my lessons. It keeps coming back. It can't come back if I see through it and I can upgrade it. And when you really apply that discipline, so when it, that same hurt or that same feeling comes up with that job, that person, that family member, you go, no, no, I, I allow a new way to see it. Therefore, I see through it and I can escape from it. So like you said, when you feel like you're coming back to, oh my God, different person, same crap. Different job, same lessons. You know, so like we're changing people or we're changing locations, longitude, latitude type of work we do, and here comes that same psychological scene in the theater of our life. It's like we're on the stage with it again. It's like, okay, I wanted an adventure, not a drama. I wanted an adventure, yes. not a mystery. Yes, so yes, yes. I think that the shift might be, Joe, that the Sagittarius Aquarius can be, I'm not the actor, and I'm not just the writer. The writer's big. I'm the director. I have, this, I have the final say. I, I do the final cut. Because you decide if the movie's going forward, if you're going to finance it anymore, you tell the writer, cut the scene, I don't want that. You know, you tell the actors, either do it this way or you're out. So you're the director. So in the theater of life, we want to have a good performance. We want to have a good time. We want to be entertained. We want to laugh. We want to love hard. We want to be able to support those that are cherished to us as friends, as comrades, as tribe, as our lover. But that means that you know your worth and you don't settle for less. So it, it stops you from getting involved with unavailable relationships like people that have so much baggage in their life that no matter how much they would love to be with you, the he or the she would love to be with you, you clearly can see a red flag of they've not dealt with their baggage. And that baggage has nothing to do with you, but it will suck you in. Like you didn't do that to them. You didn't form that baggage. You arrived on the scene, you know, when they had their baggage already carrying with them every day. They take their unpacked baggage in the car. They pick it up every day and take it into other relationships and their job and everything, or they run to their job to escape the pressure of what they're not willing to see or they're not willing to face in their home life. I do that. Be it family members. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So what Sagittarius is saying is the candle's been lit. The fire of desire, the, the, the passionate pause is here. And so from the stillness, we ask beloved archangels, beloved sacred guardian angels, beloved guides, Holy Ghost, beloved Lord Almighty I Am, whoever you ascribe and you plug into as a creator, that's your business, that's your, that's your lifetime incarnational lessons. But there's life-altering, poignant, powerful, supernatural 
resets that we can do and there's we can change any seemingly earthly diagnosis by applying and I keep saying this to people you know a lot of this is for free why don't we discipline ourselves why don't we do the dedicated work there's so much stuff that you can do now with social media with the good side of social media with those people that do upload YouTube that are sincere that do all these websites and post all these pro bono things and give you tarot cards and tell you about your sign and say pick a card and all that kind of stuff and they get you through the day and it's a little bit of a a medicinal uplift or or downfall if you watch too many of them it's like then you just get confused so it's got to do with social media now you could go to YouTube and you could say I'm gonna do that meditation that I would have to drive across town or go through several states and attend that conference and spend five hundred dollars and yet even though it's technically much more inexpensive if not kind of sort of free we don't do it instead we we wallow in our frustration or we or we get angry and instead of just just those things that we do when we're not getting our way or it's not moving forward, if you would just take that that powerful 11 to 15 minutes, I don't care what time of day you want to do, I don't care if it's when you're crawling into bed to try to go to sleep, put it on, do something of a self-hypnosis shamanic journey to where you're actually allowing your angels, allowing your higher guides, asking the divine I am, show me in harmony, show me in peaceful ways, where I might be getting in my own way. Show me how to release that. Let me do a release and cleanse and clear. This eclipse is absolutely the most powerful eclipse I've remembered in 19 to to 20 years for being able to cleanse out stuff that's been an emotional infection in our life. It's been a a crack in our foundational structure. So it's it's really the, the Christmas gift, the Hanukkah gift, the Kwanzaa gift, before we get to the new year of 2021 is release, releasing. You know, you're riding the horseback, you've got the bow and arrow, the whole mythological story of Sagittarius to Centaur is he pulls back in his quest for truth, he pulls back the bow and arrow and shoots the arrow straight up into the universe and decides, I'm not in control of it, but wherever it lands is where I am to seek the truth of my life. So we're not shooting... (laughs) Yeah, we're not shooting blindly. We're shooting with intention. So this is about, if I would ask myself in meditation, okay, holy ones, holy guides, I'm open in in God's own perfect way. I'm open to new illuminations. I'm, I'm open in harmony and balance of new methods of seeing, looking at it all in new, bold, fresh perspectives. So, you know, Sagittarius is that vision quest. You know, Sagittarius is the gypsy. That's, that's one of the things of Sagittarius because it has to do with foreign cultures and, and seeking how the truth can be applicable in your life, not just beliefs that we got handed down from our families, but how does the spirit, how does spirit work for you in your life? How, how do you work against spirit in your life? How do you invite spirit into your life? How do you invite the graces and the clouds of glory and <clears throat> supernatural favor into your life? Are you doing any uh, kind of request for that? Are we going, are you going through the signs? Cause we're already an hour in, um, we can, I will tell you, you what, what you just said though. Like for the, the past, I would say like, I don't know, a year I've learned that yeah. every I've learned how to listen to myself 
what you know how I was telling you I had to discern between what was uh my intuition and what was uh like paranoia or my voice it, voices in my head yes. or whatever yes yes so so the at least for me the intuition is is how do you feel when you don't know what you're thinking right so I would feel say that things. To me another way. Say, no, say that to me another way. That's important. I want you to say the same thing to me in a different way. So how do you feel when you don't know what, when you don't know what you're thinking, or you don't know what's causing the feeling, right? Like how okay. do you feel at that moment, right? And that's mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you might feel a, a familiar pain of sadness, uh, abandonment, betrayal, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sickness, stuff like that right disappointment disappointment yeah uh loneliness whatever but those things are like trying to tell you that something's going on right it doesn't mean you should poke and pod and prod and pry and figure it out because i promise you that the funny thing about the truth is and especially with the truth about yourself is it will it'll come to pass you can you can stuff it put it in a box staple it whatever you want that tower card is going to come out Sooner or later, you know. Oh, yeah. You know what the tower card was originally called in the tarot deck? It was called the Lightning Struck Tower of God. That was a really long title, so they shortened it as tarot cards started to get popular. So even though we see the, the ones who have, that are in their ivory tower and being cast out by an enlightenment bolt, a lightning bolt, they think they've got this tower and it's built up on a rock and the ocean's all around them, and by all visual appearances... Everything's They're perfect. up higher than everybody else, and nothing can touch them. They've got their fortress, and here comes the supernatural bolt that says, yeah, watch this, Jack, and, and they're being flung out of the tower, the upper realm of the towers now on fire, and they're being flung out of the tower from on high down into the waters of Mother Earth. So when we think that we're so high up or so high and mighty or on our high horse and that we can't be knocked off from that ego erection place, by the powers that be, oh, well, you're in for a surprise because it's going to happen. It seems like people get away with deliberately lying and hurting and stalling and betraying people. It seems like they get away with that for a really long time, and maybe in, in the way the soul evolves and incarnational possibilities, maybe everybody gets a lifetime of, of seeming like they can get away with being a villain and not have any consequences, but... I already know <laughs> in my soul that all it, although it looks like you get away with that stuff, oh, it's, it's, it's being counted and it's added up and there's going to be a reckoning. There's what? going to be a reckoning. And I think, too, like if you see that in, in your individual life and if you see like COVID, right, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, something's mm-hmm. being hidden. So there's a, and yep. so you see the symbolism of like something's being hidden, stuff down, the real mystery, the truth is there. Well, if you're seeing that stuff and it's symbolized in your life, whether it's relationships, yep. whatever, there's something that you're not being honest with yourself about. There's Again, something you're hiding from yourself. Yeah. Well, we'll look at it. COVID is what are they saying? COVID is it's a mystery infection. It's a mystery infection. And that, if you get it, huh. if you get it, you can't breathe. You're gonna be put on a ventilator. You better, better be careful. Better watch out. You better not cry. Yeah, it's like that whole thing. So I look at it as an archetype, as a teacher of where in my life do I feel like I don't have enough room to breathe? 
for some people that's financial for some people that's like i don't i i feel lonely or i feel left out or i feel isolated you know so you're not breathing essentially or you're not breathing you want to breathe next to somebody you want to merge your breath with somebody else you want to hold that body and even the whole COVID thing was like don't touch put a mask on don't be intimate i know ryan's in a lot of shows like that many 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 nights late i i laugh at ryan gale's ability to come forth with his sarcasm and all that with his very very profound research but he's been he's yeah i mean like uh, he's being honest about what he what bothers him about all of it. You know, when we get dis- when we get disconnected, I, I got to tell you, especially me. I mean, you know me probably more than anybody astrologically. If I'm I, I, the longer I'm isolated, the more I just the more pain I go through, the more suffering. Now I still like transmute stuff, right? But mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not. There is a different kind of longing inside me, you know, and well, I know think what of, it is. Think of this, though. You know, we've had, you know, especially Aries and Libra people have had that intensity of this Saturn and Capricorn, and, and, you know, Jupiter lightens it up a little bit, but Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, Pluto Ugh. since whatever it is, 2008, 2009, and now it's getting at the, you know, remember Aries, Libra, Capricorn and Cancer are, are the Earth's seasonal points. You know, that's what they are. And so you come in as the beginning of the year Aries. I'm ready to begin it. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to creatively go with it. Let's do this thing. Let's start it. I've got the fire. Let's do it. I could, yeah. You know, so, and then you've got the Libra in your chart, which is the polarity to Aries. So all the Aries and Libra out there, and, and just add on a whole nother times 10, if you've got a Cancer or Capricorn rising or moon, so the cardinal signs have been, are the ones that got hit the hardest, first with the eclipses over the last 19 and a half, let's say two and a half years till we got to May of this year. The eclipses were bouncing around in Cancer Capricorn. So that was like big time domestic scenario issues and trying to find your place in the world to be that, you know, to be that man, to be that woman and to be able to create, create a family, a domestic arena that would be pleasure for you, so there was a lot of, of, of poison darts flying around, and the poison was where we were disbelieving in ourselves and, and allowing other people to treat us inappropriately to whatever one to ten scale that is. And now, what's happening for you know with all this stuff finally with Saturn and Jupiter going into Aquarius, that Capricornian pinch. It's now off of Aries and Libra, and of course the Aquarius gets on well with both Aries and Libra. So for the next three years, even though Pluto's still spending some time in Capricorn to like whatever it is, 2024, it's still going to be such, speaking of, of breath, it's going to be such an intimate and creative breath of fresh air for Aries and Libra, and then secondary to that, Cancer Capricorn places in our natal charts, but Mars doesn't even get out of Aries until January, and it's not going to get out of there until it's in Capricorn again. And as people have forgotten, we began this year with the full moon and the moon's strongest sign of Cancer, Moon Child, the Crab, the Ocean Crab, and we're going to end this year on December 30th of 2020. We're going to end this year with the full moon in the sign of Cancer. Sometimes they pop around in January, but oh no, not in cray-cray year 2020 of forcing us to see things a different way and forcing us to look at things 2020, perfect vision. It can't be perfect if there's things that you need to look at 
that you need to do, that you know what the truth is, you know what you need to do, but you're avoiding looking at it, you're avoiding seeing it for what it is, and most importantly, for what it isn't. Yeah. That's what's going on with these eclipses. So I am enthused. I am welcoming the energies of this Sagittarius liberating eclipse. Both Sagittarius and, and Aquarius are like we the people. Make no mistake about it. And I had an astrologer when I was 16 teach me this, and I was like, oh, God. Every time I study Saturn, it's like, oh, God, our Saturn position at birth and the, the cycle that Saturn stays two and a half and three years, and that's going to be the disdain and the challenges and the restrictions. And he said, never, ever forget that if you follow your Saturn cycles, Saturn always rewards the sign and it rewards the house yeah. in our chart when it changes signs and goes into the next sign. So right now, Capricorns are going to be in line for rewards. Where we have Capricorn in our natal chart that's been stressed and tornadoes and bomb cyclones for the last three years, that house is going to receive the payoff if we played fair, if we did our work, if we were diligent. The Capricorn area of our chart is where there's been the fractures that we had to seal up and correct and get our foundation not to be so shaky. Mm. and to find out where we will set boundaries, where we will be both the father, Saturn, the Lord of time, and the mother, you know, the, the nurturer, what we will nurture and how we want to be nurtured. So that's all shifting as of the 21st of December, like, yeah, next week, I think like Monday, Yuletide solstice. And then we have the Aquarian energy, and that's we the people, you know, for the people, by the people. So when Saturn goes into Aquarius, if Saturn's, the control freaks or the power mongers, they're going to keep trying to take away more rights and try to lay down more controls and more mandates. But I'm going to tell you, we the people are going to fight back. You got that right. Aquarius will be like, oh, no, no, no. It's not happening. It's not just going to be George Soros-founded organizations to try to get into the political soup. No, this is going to be the Three Musketeers, Robin Hood and the Merry Men of Nottingham and the Knights Templar and, and secret, the secret tribes of people forming together for the rights of people, the food for the people, the, the fairness for the people. No, this would be like the purity of the Constitution going, yeah, kiss my butt, that's not happening. So will people be willing to die for the freedom? Yep. Is Paul Revere going to go riding down the streets? Probably. That's all <laughs> Aquarian stuff. And we're yeah. going to see that with like Aries and Aquarius. Yeah, we're going to see that as we end this year and we come into next year, I would say on the front lines will be Aries heroes and Aquarian heroes. I will see that, you know, like when you heard about all the people, the, the Germans that were hiding the Jews in their homes secretly. I mean, they knew how bad the SS could be. They knew how dangerous the Nazi uh, commandos could be, the, you know, the, you know, Heil Hitler and all that. Okay, but they still hid people to get them out. They still hid them. And they were like still French and Italian people, the we, the people that were hiding people and getting them across the border. There were still people that were coming out of Ukraine and, you know, there were still Jews that went to Cuba and got out. But they had help. They had underground tunnels and they had spies and they had global support to survive. Yeah. I, I so I guess of... my takeaway, my takeaway from all this is please, Aquarius is an air sign. Your thoughts, thoughts are things. Words cast spells, and they are intentions and affirmations that are an energy magic wand that will bring you. The law of attraction is like attracts like. 
if you're sarcastic all the time, if you're sad all the time, if you're surly all the time and angry and impatient, that's like attracts like, and that's what you're going to get back. So we have to take more responsibility as magicians, as life coaches, as therapists, as, uh, you know, uh, guidance counselors. We have to start, It's you know, charity starts at home. We have to start with ourselves. And what daily affirmation are we doing? What prayer are we doing? What Are you actually doing a little five-minute meditation every day? Are you walking in nature every day? Are you being lazy? Can I ask you a question about something so, like, the anger of Martian stuff, like I have an issue with that, but it's only because I have passions in me that aren't being, they're not being done, explored, whether it's the career. What or do you think else. is destructive about your anger? <clears throat> well, the word you talk to yourself. Now, no, nobody else's opinion. When you talk to yourself, when does Joe say to Joe, that's my, that's not healthy anger. Mm. Cause there's motivating anger. Anger can be good. There's motivating anger. I'm not putting up with that. I'm not going to do that. That closet is dirty. I'm going to do that wash. There's motivating anger. Yeah. And then there's anger to where you get in your own way. And sometimes we're so afraid of what an outcome might not be that we go ahead and we just push it. So we can, you know, you're going to leave me anyway. So I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it before it happens. There can be that I kind think, of anger. So I think mine's like, uh, not like that. Cause I'm not like that. I'm, I don't, I don't push people away. I go towards people. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think mine is uh, frust- like extreme exhaustion and frustration. I mean, all of those extreme signs that you, exhaustion. Ex- okay. extreme that you talked exhaustion. about were in my chart, like, uh, you know, Libra, Cancer, you know. Uh, well, I would say with, with the Cancer Libra, the exhaustion for you doesn't come from the idea realm. I believe that the exhaustion comes from an emotional realm, yet that when you hold back your feelings, you know, maybe you, I'm, I'm just giving you some ideas. Maybe whenever you've got the Cancerian moon child in there and the moon is all about our moods and our feelings, a lot of times it can be people demand a lot of emotional attention from you and demand a lot of encouragement and guidance from you and you really do want to give that without a leash attached to it. But there, it's also a normal reaction for us to look around every once in a while and it's like, I take care of so much and I monitor so much. And maybe I need to sit down with myself and say, who are the friends or who are the support systems that maybe I'm not recognizing are there for me and do that for me. So I, I, probably with your moon and the stress that's been going on with the cardinal signs, because I don't want to reveal too much about your chart, because this astrologer doesn't do that. I, I, I tell people to play their chart close to their chest. Don't give too many details. Just do the gist of it to get the reading. And I feel like that in your case, it's like the emotions are held back. We have like high tides and low tides. And so you're able to be fiery and do a lot of work under pressure, and you're able to be intellectual and do the disciplines and all that. But there's that part of you that says, but I want this, and I want that. I want more of that, and I want to be able to have time for that, and I want yeah. to be able to invest in that. So then you get frustrated with your own self that you don't have that like um, room in your house, that you don't have that room in your purview on the horizon to be able to say, in this many hours a day, I finally manifested that this four hours of my day or this five hours of my day is with my intimate significant other or that this is time just for me and it's not just going to be computer gaming i want to be able to go have food with someone that i really value that i i really just let my hair down and enjoy you know we've got to have those people in our life 
that we can be our authentic self with and not have to be on pins and needles with. But can I tell you how many people settle for less and they're in those relationships with people that drive them batshit. You got to walk and on they glass stay all the time like you're walking on broken glass. Yeah, and they glass. stay with them anyway. Yeah. And they stay with them anyway. So I say to them, can you give me a list of the top three things you're getting out of this relationship at present? Just tell me the three things that you're getting out of it that motivate you to stay. And their mouth flies open. Well, you know, if they wouldn't do this, it could be. No, no, no. That, you don't reframe my question. I'm very on point. Name three things that you are successfully getting from this relationship that bring you pleasure. And I'm not just talking the sexual part of it. Well, I mean, you could talk about that too. Like you shouldn't let people uh, devalue that part of yourself either, like pleasure or whatever. Like, that's, you, you know, there's discipline Absolutely too, not. but to right. devalue it or say that your pleasure doesn't matter or whatever. You, when people try to make you oh, feel like that. Oh, let somebody say that to me. Yeah, let <laughs> somebody crazy. say that to me. It's good, but. Let somebody but, say to me, well, your pleasure doesn't matter. Oh, really? Bye, Felicia. Yeah, see, I'm here's the thing. I'll give you what you want. Uh, man, I could go on a tangent about that, but like you, you gotta be two people could have two different viewpoints and all that stuff. But if they both Absolutely. are honest with each other, it doesn't matter. And then like to, but to point your finger at one and say, well, you're wrong. Cause you want this or whatever. It's like, who cares about who's wrong? At least we know your view. And that doesn't matter. No, what matters is that the heart to heart, heart to soul discussion of, you know, my way of talking to that intimate partner would be, I need to know you. I want you to be you. Tell me what, at this point in your life, tell me what you value the most in the partnership and what would be the partner that would support you and be the win-win for you. Define that for me because if I'm going to be in your life, I need to know if I can slip into that for you because you would matter enough to me that I would want to do that for you. I would want to be that for you. Yeah. And once you get done with telling me all that, then I'm going to tell you, okay, this, here's my little wish list at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, now let's see if we get along with that because I'll be the first to tell the person if I'm going to be involved with you, I need to know what you want, what pleases you. And are you, I mean, and, and you know, yeah, we'll surprise each other a bunch of times, but I want to know your core values and your core needs if you're a person that needs to have time alone and go out with your friends that's good for me to know that exactly and if i don't like it that's good for me to get over that with myself exactly yeah but, but people yeah, so have I, been agree in a lot. With you. I don't think this is going to happen any like from this point on the aquarius energy i was talking to the other guests the other night where he said groups are going to come together connections going to happen but not just groups but like uh I think good couples are going to come. Spiritual couples are going to come together. People that Absolutely. can see eye to eye on things and be open about and, well, stuff. You know, we're finding our light tribe. We're finding our we're finding our congruency from a soul and higher chakra. This is you know we're talking violet flame. We're talking Saint Germain and the higher chakras here. We're not just talking about the basic seven. We're talking about the chakras in the palms of our hands. We're talking about you know, our amplified chakras and the soles of our feet. And what's happening is the Aquarian frequencies are off planet. It's star stuff. It's star seeds. And so the hybridization of the starry parts of us is now being activated by more than electromagnetic frequencies. We're getting like radiations from, from the beauty of intelligence of the most sacred kind. And so that's why if we ask, if we summon 
for those hallowed frequencies, we will receive them. And I remind people, don't ask if you can't, you know, be careful what you ask for as a magician because you'll get it. So Aquarius is opening up that portal to the soul life before this incarnation, our soul connection, before food mattered, before just sex mattered, before just earthly partnerships to get through this earth walk a little more pleasantly, a little more with a little more fun with someone we enjoy hanging out with. All even who we connect with mm-hmm. is going to be pretty much temporal for this lifetime, Joe. So that's why to me it matters even most. You know, if I'm going to allow someone into an intimate realm with me, it's like you matter. Right. You matter. I got to tell you because, too before we go down that I mean we got to get the signs going or take calls one of the two but look the, well, if if you got um if you have that in your life and you will some of you are going to run right into it you're going to like know instantly almost and Oh this is going to be yeah, yeah. this is going to be um you went a long time without anybody and all of a sudden ba bam and it's just like oh my god I know why I waited now we're, we're going to have kindred spirits yeah. we're going to have the soul, and I know it's an overused term, but I'm going to use it for sake of simplicity, that immediate heart-to-heart soulmate type of a thing. And it's just like, you're, I mean, you're going to look in each other's eyes and you're going to go, okay, As I know why now. And some of you have already met that person. You're, you're, you think about it, you're still struggling with it, but that's okay. But once you, you two learn to harness this energy, you're about to tap into the power that, like, you're about to tap into one of the, if not the biggest powers on the planet. So don't take it lightly. Like The highest alchemy, yeah. the highest magic is love. It really will conquer all. That's now, right. I'm not talking about just how we earthly measure that, but the power of love. Now, sometimes love is pushing back and saying no to someone. No, it's not going to work like that. I love you, but that's not going to fly. You go do you, but that's not going to fly. But I love you. My love hasn't changed, but that's not going to fly. Sometimes it has to be that for our child or our parent or, our, you know, no, I love you, Dad, but, but, yeah, so, you know, you're, you're te- we're always forever students, but we also can teach with the, the reliability and the richness of your love, Joe, the fact that we are reliable beings and someone can trust us enough because if they ask us, we will give them an answer. Yeah, that's gotta, that's got to be worth something, right? I mean, even if you're not like, even if you're everything. not the most sensitive person, like they can rely on the fact that you'll give them. To me, in a world oh, honey, like everybody's this, everybody's got everything. a style. Everybody's yeah. got a style. There's a fiery style. There's a bombastic style. There's the quiet, quiet, shy, violet style that says I got to have quietness. And you know, when I finally get the courage to tell you, I just need you to be quiet and listen and not react. Okay, but see, somebody's got to, you know, you got to kind of learn somebody's style. You know, your Aries is like the flamingo dancer. You know, it's like, <laughs> bum, 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 and they're twisting bodies around and neck to neck and cheek to cheek. Like, yeah, feel my fire. I got some. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Water signs might be, let's go sit on the beach together and just, you know, let the waves come in. And I just want to hang out with you and spend time with you. It's not about the conversation. It's not about how much we bump and rub and touch. It's about, I just want to be with you. Yeah. I just want to snuggle with you. I want to watch a movie with you. So I can't say that style's any better than the other, but no, your other astrologer guest was right. Aquarius is about, it's like a tuning fork, mm-hmm. and it's like the universe is bonking the heavens, actually, are sending off the frequencies, that you know, like dog whistles. Sometimes humans can't hear them, but the dogs do, that type of thing. 
um, I've, you know, when they're doing duck hunting and all that. So this is like the universe is whistling to us. You know, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I got you. I got you. And so we're following that frequency, that vibrational signal right now. But the keys that unlock our world as 2020 ends and 2021 opens up, the keys are Gemini Sag or the notes, our life purpose and how to get uncomplicated is to communicate. So yeah, find your style. Find the way that it's easier for you to express your truth and stop holding it back. Right I mean, especially Gemini Sag, especially. All right, so we're going to take a short break, and then uh, we'll do... I, I don't know how we're going to do this because we we only got 45 minutes, and then it takes us forever to go through the signs, so we uh, may not get I think, but a few I think calls. more than the signs. I think more than the signs, Joe. It's more about it's the holidays. It's the holy days. I think we need to open it up for calls, and if the person, the people that get through that they're a certain sign, if they want to know their theme, they'll ask it. Otherwise, maybe they just need that message. Cool. All right. Yeah, that works. We'll do it that way then. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll be right back. Quick break. Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? Ancientlifeoil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp and has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied, but you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with <laughs> you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. Ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com. Hey, is that a new Have music a great app? Day. Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play Alex. or the App Store. This is Alex Exum of the Exum Experience and Live Talk, where we discuss current events, society, and culture. My shows are based in actuality, actual existence, contrasted with what was intended, expected, or believed. You can listen to me live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. only on KTLK The Fringe FM. Hello? Anybody home? This is the Rogie Report Hello, News on the body. Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Things are going to be changing soon at NASA. NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine, one of my favorite people to talk about, will not be staying on as head of the space agency. According to Aviation Weekly, Bridenstine stated, The right question here." is what's in the best interest of NASA as an agency and what's in the best interest of America's exploration program. Bridenstine continued, For that, what you need is somebody who has a close relationship with the President of the United States. 
you need somebody who is trusted by the administration, including the Office of Management and Budget, the National Space Council, and the National Security Council. And I think I would not be the right person for the new administration, Bridenstine said on November 8th. The NASA administrator is hopeful for the Artemis mission. We're in a good position as a country, he said. If you look at the bipartisan and apolitical support we have for members of Congress on both sides of the aisle, there is strong support for Artemis, Bridenstine said. NASA announced its Artemis program, which now aims to send the first woman and the next man to the moon by 2024. The program also aims to establish a sustainable human presence on the lunar surface by 2028. The last time humans were on the moon was 1972. Traditionally, it was taught that men hunted and women gathered food. Well, according to an article in National Geographic, prehistoric female hunter discovery upends gender role assumptions. In 2018, Randall Hawes, an archaeologist at the University of California, Davis, and his team excavated the remains of an over 9,000-year-old skeleton. The remains appear to be of a really great hunter, according to Hawes. The rem- Further analysis revealed it was indeed an ancient female hunter and was not an anomaly. The team's find was followed by a review of previously studied burials of similar age throughout the Americas, and it was revealed that between 30 and 50 percent of big game hunters could have been biologically female. I'd say 30 to 50 percent is a high percentage. Interesting. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. To lighting the void, I'm your host Joe Root. It's Cosmic Conditions. Mary Desina's here with us. Interesting times. We got the uh, the eclipse, the Saturn uh, and uh, Jupiter conjunction, <laughs> Venus and Sad. Sound there for okay, a second. Okay, so what does he, if I could, if I could encapsulate this most powerful week of 2020, honest to God, so many portals and opportunities to get past our angst and our anger and what we don't have in our life. I would, I would associate the visual with, if you've ever watched the beginning of the Olympics, whether it's the winter or the summer games, they always go back to that Parthenon Olympian tradition of the torch is lit. It's big. It's a big moving target. The torch is lit. The song starts to play, the countries come out with all the flags, and then they pass the torch. There's a runner, and they patch, pass the torch and take it back to its 
pedestal, kind of like the menorah is the is the light holder of the of Hanukkah candles. The mm-hmm. torch is moving. It's running. It's it's a sports event. It's Sagittarian. There's about to be competitions between global markets, and then the torch is passed. So this is that arrow of illuminated light. We have a torch now. The torch in our chart right now is Sagittarius saying, baby, you're on the move. You're in the Olympics. You're in the big game now. And the torch, look, there's the runner. And you have been gifted. The light is on the move. Now, however you define the light, however you embrace the light, and however you invite the light, ask and ye shall receive. You gotta ask. You gotta summon. You gotta invite. You gotta embrace. And you've gotta know that you're worth the light. Everybody has light and dark in them, but you've got to ask for the light. So that's what this is. It's Hanukkah, it's Advent, it's Christmas, it's Kwanzaa. It's an eclipse times 10, and then a beautiful conjunction in the sky that's exact. Every day it's closer, and if you look southwest at sunset, you're going to see Jupiter and Saturn joining together, and it's going to look by the 21st. We've got the Gemini meteor showers that are happening last night and tonight. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on above our heads. As above, so below. But there's a lot more light going on out there. All kinds of symbolic light is happening right now. You know, rockets are blowing up. Satellites are being launched. I mean, Elon Musk isn't giving up. You know, it's like, no, I'm going to launch another satellite, another rocket. So we've got a new 12-year cycle. We've got a new 20-year cycle. There's something that hasn't happened for 800 years. Good Lord, when we began the year, that Capricorn stellium hadn't happened in over 750 years. So this, this... these cycles that are going on right now, the Saturn cycle for people born in 1990, 1992, that's a new 30-year cycle for them. So this is the torch. This is, you've done it, baby. The big light, the big light has come into your life. Now you have the responsibility of what you want lit up in your life. You're saying that you want this, that, the other, the other. So here's the light. Now, what dark place in your life do you want to light up? Because we've just given you the light. Now you have the responsibility to do something with it. And the key is Sagittarius and Aquarius. So we first have to liberate ourselves. We first have to look at where we're stuck. And that's not a judgment. It's just looking deeper inside of ourselves. Where am I stuck? And where am I stuck in fear? Where am I stuck in hope? Where am I stuck in denial? Where am I stuck in enabling someone else to not treat me right? Where might I be stuck? And I'm actually at war with myself because I don't like that I do that in hopes of that job will pick me, that person will like me. I'm going against myself. If you're going against yourself, that's the dark place that needs the torch of light first or the sage lit to smudge yourself and cleanse you first or the holy smoke. The holy smoke and the movable light. Sagittarius, this is a moving target. It's a moving target, and you're the bullseye. So the light is trying to say to you, I'll walk with you, I'll sleep with you, I'll dance with you. I'm, you ask for light, and I'm here. Now, where do we go? Where do you want me? Mm. Yeah. That's the magic. That's cool. And so find out where the Saggy is in your chart. Huh? And as I said to Joe on the break, Aquarius is wind, it's air. So that old song, you are the wind beneath my wings. So the wings, wings work with the currency of air. They work with air currents. And wind is often invisible. And when you do the sacred hoop, when you do the medicine wheel, the direction of the wind and the direction of the smoke from that ceremonial fire, 
that means something to the shaman. I watch where the smoke is burning when I'm doing a ceremonial fire. Is it heading east? Is it going north? Is it going southwest? Where is it going? Because I know my directions. And so that smoke is talking to me. Spirit is talking to me through that smoke. So we got 30 minutes left in the program. Do you want to start taking calls now or no? I do. I do. Okay. So uh, what do you got? What are we working with here? Cards or what do you got? The deck. Whatever spirit tells me. Last last month was charms, but this, this, this month they wanted me to, well, they told me it was mainly going to be psychic downloads that I got. Like they're going to give me like instant messaging type of a thing in a psychic way. And then I'm working with, so the audience knows, I am working with one of my original Rider weight decks. So it's tradition tonight. It's tradition. All right. So the call number, if you want a reading from Mary Ducina, is 1-800-588-0335. We've got a couple lines open. Well, there goes one. Nah. Let's see. All right, let's start this thing. 714 area code. You're on the air with Mary Ducina. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Casey. <laughs> Hi, Casey. Hello, Merry Christmas, you Happy Hanukkah, and Holy Day blessings Merry to Christmas. you. You guys, too. I'll do you wanna, take it. Do you, you got a question, or do you want her to pull a card? Oh, um, go ahead, and let's do a card. Awesome. Okay. Okay, you got the Two of Wands, so technically, we're still in the season of autumn, until we get to Yuletide, winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. The twos have to do with paying attention to the details. But in the suit of wands, even though the wood has been cut from the original tree, there's new life that's come in the Rider Waite deck. There's new life coming. There's new growth. And there is a merchant holding the world. He's got the whole world in his hands. So there's a world, a new view. He's gazing at the, at the sphere of the earth. He's gazing at it like it's a scrying ball, a crystal ball. And he's looking out over what we call a parapet or the high part of the castle over to the sea waiting for his ship to come in. Now that's both symbolic and in life it can be a reality thing that you're waiting for an answer. You're waiting for the next medical test. You're waiting a response in some way in some kind you're waiting for the messenger dove to come back so you're in a waiting period i would not call it stagnant i would call it necessary sometimes things need to percolate the coffee needs to brew the seed needs time to gestate and, and break ground so you're in some kind of a waiting growth pattern part of the waiting is to teach you about patience and purpose and then i feel like that in two months I feel like that what you had been preparing for or what you had been maybe quietly working on is going to come back with some pretty supernatural favor. So we're in December. So what are we looking at by February, by the second month of the year? I feel like you're going to have some real tangible, earth-like, grounded results. of you're going, to, you're going to get to see the next side journey of your vision quest. I think it's going to become very evident by the time you get to February. Is very exciting. I have to say, I was on. I called a couple months ago, and it was the one where the podcast like got cut off. But everything you said was so true and so relevant. And I've been listening to you guys for a year now, and you've changed my life. And I just want to say thank you. <laughs> a year. Oh, That's thank good. Thank you so much. Thank you for your loyalty. Loyalty is big nowadays. Thank you for um, that. Thank well, you for your dedication and your loyalty. <laughs> and that needs to be noted, duly noted. Thank you for that. That's a gift. That's a of course, thank you guys 
so much. You have, you're welcome. You have a good night. Well, uh, you too. Bye. Bye. I hope we get some feedback on that one there. Let's see. 214 area code. You're on the earth. Mary Ducina. Who are we speaking with? Um, this is Brent Howell. What's up, Brent? This is Brent Howell. Can you hear me okay? We got you. I can hear okay. you. Okay, love. Thank you, Mary. Love, peace, and gratitude. I've called you before, and uh, I, I just want you to know I respect you, and I know that you're psychic, and that you're full of knowledge, and that you've put a lot of work into your 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 life's work. You Thank know. you. Um, I, I had all these thoughts about what I would say, and I thought I would just take your advice and just just talk to you. But uh, what a nice opening! I, Thank you I for think that. We're, well, yes, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. Um, I'm I'm looking at this from uh, the point that it's funny that it's Sagittarius because you know. I was I thought I was Capricorn and that was under the Western, you know, astrology. And then I looked mm-hmm. at the Vedic and I found out that I was Sagittarius. Absolutely and in Sidereal. You, you mentioned the Magi. Yeah, you Sidereal, right? I I follow uh Mastering the Zodiac with uh with uh oh Athen Chimente. But uh mm-hmm. It, it just it just struck a tuning fork with me, and I, I know that we have in common in between the Western and the Vedic all the conjunctions of the planets and all the the you know the trines and the sextiles and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a mm-hmm. student of this you know to a large degree, and perhaps you can correct me if I'm wrong. But what my studies in the ancients. Uh, Revealed to me that in fact they they there were civilizations that lasted thousands of years, and their mm-hmm. entire intent was to map all this out and to look at the cycles. And that's and true. They determined, yes. And the thing is, Ptolemy came along, and they they took they westernized this. And they just divided the chart up into equal quadrants, whereas mm-hmm. the Vedic looks at the actual location. And what Ptolemy d- even determined was that the there's a certain number of degrees every 72 years or something that that it's 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 not it's not static. It doesn't stay the same. The, the rotation mm-hmm. of the constellations has a has a degree change, and Right. It was too hard mathematically for him to determine that. But with today's computers, they're able to determine the exact locations of of these planets and what constellation they're actually in. And all the constellations are not the same size. That it, this is just facts. And I said, right. I'm being a math teacher in the past, I, I've said, well, th- this makes more sense to me. I want to go with what's real, you know. I want to go with what's in the sky and where that planet is in the sky. And uh, that's where I've moved towards. And and I I don't know. I'm at that point where 
I know this is a fact. It's like the sun rises. I know the sun is up there. I know the moon is up there. Okay, so I know they have an effect upon me. But I don't know yes. exactly what those effects are. But over history, we've learned that certain signs have certain characteristics, as you know. And, and, and they, they, they have an effect on us. They, they actually affect us. Now, whether this is going to be a turn for the good or it's going to be a turn for what we would call evil or, you know, if it's going to be for love or if it's going to be for evil or whatever, I, I don't know, you know, but we'll find out, you know, we're going to it's find love, out. 100%. You know? If you sure. look at, if you yeah, look well, at, hope- if you look at the stars, like a toolbox, like see yourself as a sky mechanic. If you look at the stars as like different kinds of tools, like maybe Aries is a hammer, you know, and maybe Virgo's a measuring tape. If you can kind of look at them as different type of like symbols and archetypes, even as you're gazing at the actual movement of the constellations in the sky, then your inner spirit, your soul self will say to you, I'm really in tune with the Sagittarius tool right now. I'm really in tune with, like you're talking Sagittarian things, your beliefs, how you're forming your beliefs, how you're finding that the truth of the system that you're following really enlivens you and empowers you and speaks to you. And I have to tell you, even though you didn't ask, I had pulled a card right when you said your name. And in the tarot, the 14th card of temperance is the card for Sagittarius. So I find that fascinating that it's a synchronized type of a yes to you that the the Sagittarian energy, however you choose to dance with that and view with that, one's not wrong, one's not right, to say that I'm really resonating with the themes, the archetypes, the energies of, of Sagittarius. I'm really resonating with that. And that's on a psychic level, on an intuitive level, on an energetic level, that's really the energy and how it's affecting your frequencies and you're resonating with that. No matter where it is in the sky, no matter what Vedic or Western says about that, you're beginning to actually be that tuning fork yourself and you're feeling in tune with the frequencies of Sagittarius. So then you look at the element of fire and you look at the Archangel Michael on the temperance card and that's all about the alchemy of as above, so below. So you're really enjoying looking at the above worlds, the heavenlies, and applying that to your earth walk, which is to me magic. Yes, and I'm fighting tradition. <laughs> yeah, well, well, traditional try astrology. To find a way, to, try to find a way that you're not at war with it. Just, yeah. just go, flow on the vision quest. It's really harmonious for you there's nobody else you have to convince there's nobody else you have to debate with you're finding a system as a student and a teacher that's really lighting you up and this is all about the light if i went into buddhism and it lit me up and i knew that was healthy and holistic for me my attention would be there for a while because i would resonate with that i spent two years going back and forth between those two things all it is is traditional astrology takes into consideration uh, the procession of the equinox. So it's modernized in that way. So the frequencies mm-hmm. go through the processions. That's why you'll see a planet in the sky, but the energies over here somewhere is because of the procession. And it, it, you can ask Jeff Harmon, anybody. They, they both pretty much work. Uh, and it's kind of funny how they work, too. But yeah. But it's okay to have a preference. I mean, sure. I, 
I'm never going to argue with a Vedic or sidereal astrologer because I do see value in that. I just resonate more with, and I don't use equal house systems on my natal charts. You know, it's like there may be an ascend. Each sign has the degree range of 30 degrees, but I'm looking at that numerology of you might have a seven-degree Aries rising sign. So I don't do equal houses. That next house might be intercepted. And I know this is getting technical for the audience, but I I look at more the portrait of where there's empty houses, where the nodes are, the lunar nodes in someone's birth chart. It tells me about the karma that they're working on this lifetime. Vedic astrologers really pay attention to the nodes. And so they're the Western and the, and the Vedic are in tune with each other. But I think you should just enjoy your, your dance. I mean, I can hear the uplift in your voice and in your energies of how this is becoming a, a fun companion for you. And it will, it will help you harmonize different systems in your body health-wise, when you, especially when you look at the constellations. And what I love about sidereal is I look up what stars are in each one of the signs. Like, what are the stars? and the legends and the myths of the stars in the sign of Sagittarius. When I'm going through the signs, I'm also looking at all of the stars and what are the original Greek or Aramaic or Mesopotamian myths about how those stars got their legends. What are the legends of that? It's fascinating, and I love it. Yes, and beyond beyond the 13 constellations, there's there's more. There's more constellations out there. Absolutely. There may even be a larger cycle. There are a lot of stars. And then, there, and sure. then you know, Andromeda yeah. affects us, uh, all sorts of things. Oh, absolutely. We're on, our, we're, we're on our we way to no merge idea. with Milky Way's on its way to merge with Andromeda. Absolutely. Well, yeah. We don't have an argument. Cool. That's for sure. We don't have an argument. I, I, I love hearing the enthusiasm and the passion with people when they get into studying oracles or or the stars, or meditation, or they found a prayer system or a ceremony that really works for them. Because when you hear that upliftment of energy in the voice frequencies, then you know magic is happening and healing is afoot. Yeah, thanks, that's powerful. Thanks for your call, Brent. I'm gonna get to these other calls here. Time's going by really quick. Yeah, good call, buddy. It always does. It always does, doesn't does it? Yeah. Let's yeah. see, six two zero area code. You're on the air with Mary Ducina. Who are you speaking with? Did did I get in? You're in. Tom. Tom, what's up? Oh, sweet. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to pull a card now, and I'm a big fan. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. You got the big we're fan back into wands you again. You got the you got the six of wands. Now this is the man that's it's male on the card. This is the man that's riding on a silvery horse. The horse you always look at what's looking at you or looking away from you in, in a tarot card. And so the horse is turning and giving the side eye to the man. The horse is ornately costumed. They have laurel wreaths of victory. There's the plant medicine, laurel wreaths, which becomes the bay leaf in cooking. So here we have the six. Six is a number in numerology that has a lot to do with establishing a different level of personal security. Is that emotional security? Is that love security? Is that financial security? Is that feeling secure in the home, the vortex that you're in? So this is... The battle has already happened, and you're riding home in victory. So there's some kind of victory. There's some kind of accomplishment, achievement, uplift, raise, promotion. There's something that's coming in that's going to bless you with more prosperity, but more importantly, that you're going to feel more at ease or more secure 
in your life. And it's an autumn card, so it could be brought about by uh, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius. We end the sign of, of Sagittarius and the season of autumn in the Northern Hemisphere on the 21st. Then we have the great conjunction that's taking place with Jupiter and Saturn. I keep hearing your hard work is paid off. Your hard work is paid off. And I feel like that somehow you're going to be positioned for that slot for that opportunity that's just on the horizon for you. It's, it's a card of victory. The Six of Wands is a card of victory, that the battle is won. And the biggest victory of all is there's no more battle. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes all sense. <laughs> no more battle. That's good. <laughs> well, that's a nice Christmas present in anybody book, anybody's book, I think, is that you're not at war with it anymore and you're not in a battle with it anymore. Sometimes, even when we get answers that we didn't want, which I don't feel in your case, I feel it will be a good answer, but sometimes even when we don't get the answer that we had hoped we would get, at least we're free of, of that, of that um, limbo. You know, at least we're not, I wonder what it's going to be. I just want right. to know what it is. I just want to know what it is. That's a different kind of frustration. You know, so your card is very yeah. clearly victory after a battle. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I just don't know where to go from here now. <laughs> Well, embrace it, you know, like in your meditations and your prayers. Thank you for these words. Thank you for this declaration of affirmation and my intuitive message. I have a victory after something that I've been at war with, either in my life or within myself or both. And thank you, Creator. Thank you, God. Thank you, angels. Thank you for my, my victory and my harmony in my life. You have to be able to receive it. I don't have to know the details of it, but I'm going to, it was told to me. It resonates with me. I'm ready for it. I can flush the frustration tonight. I can cleanse it and clear it. That's what the Aquarius and Sagittarius energy is. Release the complications. Get out of the cobwebs, the entanglements. And I'm going to receive my supernatural favor blessings. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to claim it. And I'm going to receive it. You've got to know you're worth it. So you've got to say, yep, that's mine. That was my message. And I'm taking it. And I'm allowing it. Okay. I'm allowing like it that. to blossom. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. thanks for your call. Thanks, Tom. It sounds great. All right, so we got man, uh, nine zero five. Yeah, nine zero five area code. You're on the air. Who are we speaking with? This is uh, Kaz from Canada. Hello, Miss Cena and Joe. How are What's you up, brother? Thank you. Thank Not you. much. Thank you. Do you want uh, the holidays? You wanted to pull a card for you, or do you got a question? I, I have uh, actually. It's a. I have two questions. One's a quick one. Um, the first one's a quick one. So is it okay? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, go. Okay. So the first question is the, um, is the, the prime minister from, uh, my country, Justine Trudeau is now the first question is that the real, uh, Justin Trudeau or is it a clone or a body double? And then I got a, another question after that about oh, the that's situation. He has a very strange energy around him. I haven't really followed it, sorry. But I, whenever I've seen like a glimpse of him or the energy of him, I'm like, here's what comes to me psychically. Who is that masked man? Mm -hmm. I mean, I get that it's like, now I'm not talking about the mask on the mouth. I'm talking like the mask on the eyes, yeah. like the old Lone <laughs> Ranger or like a bandido or like mm -hmm. a raccoon yeah. or something. It's like there's a mask on him. I, I guess I'll answer it with this. What you see isn't what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and next question. Um, I 
I think that things in my uh, the, uh, city, surrounding area that I on Canada, uh, things may get a little dicey for a week or two, and then after that, I feel that uh, uh, there's going to be um, a lot of uh, abundance and healing and uh, a lot of positive things, and not only my society, but everybody listening probably. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, I I believe that as we get to the full moon on December 30th is going to be a real blessing way moon, different than how the moon was very intense on us with our feelings and our frustrations and our emotions that began the year of 2020. I, this is the most intense week from the 14th to the 21st. Is this is the most intense week of 2020. So a lot of a lot of manifestations can happen this this week. Really, I mean, like Hanukkah, Christmas, and uh, you know, it's just like whoa. You know, just like, yeah, the presence of the presence is coming in. And then once we get past December 30th, I have a very good feeling of that full moon and going into the, the opening, the curtain drawing back on 2021. I, yes, there may still be some pre-existing conditions, if you will, but I feel like that we've been tempered. It's like the blacksmith when he has to heat the metal up to form the the, the iron horseshoe or whatever. I feel like that we've really been forged by fire this year. I really feel that. So I feel like that we're much stronger coming out of this year than we recognize. I believe that we've had some components added into us, the light being the lightsaber, the passing of the torch. There's now also a ceremonial fire, a soul fire, and the, and the lit torch within us. We're all Olympians right now, and we, have the, the, we lit the fire. We lit the fire. So now, thank you instead for, of being in the darkness, uh, we're going into the the fire and the light as we as we approach 2021. We're we're very we're intuitive antennas, so we got to trust what we pick up on. Mm-hmm. Do you see a one more quick question, if that's okay? Do you see uh, a darkness that's uh, being lifted off uh, off our our planet? That uh, off our planet in our planet. In other dimensions yes. connected to this planet, do you see that dissipating? Yes, in, uh, yes I yeah, do. It's, yeah. been, it's been a really strong war of light and dark forces since the great yeah. North American eclipse of 2017. Awesome. Thank you very much for the answer. Thank you You're for welcome. taking my call. Right on. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you for being so loyal. Cool. All right. Let's see here. What we got next? Interesting questions. Yeah, that was an interesting question, wasn't it? Um, Two four eight area code. You're on the air. I was about to say zip code. Who are we speaking with? This is uh, the other Brent. The other Brent. Cool. Yeah. Well, what? You got a question, or do you want her to pull a her to uh, pull a card for you? Um. Actually, I got two questions. What do you mean? Um. The uh. Never mind. All right. And what's your next question? Uh, I'm curious uh, what clarity you've got about what what more clarity you've got about Pluto returns as far as Let's, the United States goes. Yeah, it's certainly <clears throat> I I keep getting an image with the Pluto return, the first Pluto return for the United States, this 248-year thing, 
certainly our country has been, I've had many people, Brent, say, I never thought in my lifetime I'd see that, I'd hear that, I'd witness that in, in, a, in a host of ways and different things. So I feel like that I keep feeling a symbol of communion, like the whole country is going through a type of, like the dove of peace is wanting to come into the goblet of the wine. It's wanting to come into the golden chalice like the dove of peace instead of the hawk of war. And I feel like there's been like a a battle of the forces on really high levels of like the light forces know that sometimes dark deeds happen because it also ends up being a teaching. It also ends up being a cleansing. You know, from our tears, we often learn to laugh and love and appreciate. So my the feeling with it, especially with it being in Capricorn think, in the United States. Do you think vaccines could be a part of that? Do you think vaccines could be a part of that and it could be negative? You ever yeah. feel like someone's searching yeah. for a negative thing? You know, I think we got to like be careful what we project too. You know, but Pluto returns Absolutely. are pretty yeah. nasty. Yeah, remember what? Remember, Pluto's about transmutation. It's about the death of the old, or death, really. What's what's dying and what's resurrecting. So, so with Pluto, we've got to think about maybe we need to let the de- where do we need to let death happen? Maybe we need to let the death of our fears and the death of our self-destructive habits or patterns or things that we know are hurting us dietary-wise, things that are hurting us with our words, the words we say that can wound. You know, words can be weapons of war. You know, so I feel like, to Joe's point, that the Pluto return, and if you live in the United States, and I do, then I'm very much a part of of the, the plutocracy happening so I believe it's part of me to be the phoenix, too. I believe I've got, as, as I resurrect my dark places, as I resurrect and work on my fears, my self-destructive habits, where I get in my own way, I believe because I live in the United States that I'm one of the points of light that might assist the United States. You know, in this incarnation, I wasn't in the United States 248 years ago. This is my first go-around with this Pluto return in my cognizant so I do want to be a part of supporting the country and being a patriot and believing in the best. And, and to Joe's point, yeah, I need, I need, no matter what I fear, no matter what I'm seeing, if I see something I don't like on social media of the news, I'm not going to fight back. I'm going to send light. I'm going to do my part, if yeah, that makes do sense. Your, I'm gonna like, do, do your part to, to put out some good energy. And I'm telling you, I think, I know it sounds kind of, I don't know. I know it sounds kind of um, cliche, but when these people come together, these star couples and groups and stuff, and they all tap yep. into that, we can stop all this stuff. Just That's saying. exactly right. It's the wind beneath the wings. So, uh, yeah, thanks for your call, brother. I think we're going to, since we only got like a couple of minutes left here, I think we're going to be done with the phone. So what... We only got a couple minutes left here, so what are we? What's the biggest message of the night, here, Mary? The torch has been lit, and let there be light. You know, it's like even in the first part of the Bible. You know, and God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And I feel like that with the planetary lineups, both in the sidereal sense and in the western sense, hope has arrived. The light is above us. There's even there's even things that we can see visually. The Gemini meteor showers. Yeah, meteor showers happen all the time, but there's a lot of stuff that's happened in this year 
that we're calling 2020 that hasn't happened for 700 and 800 and 200 years. So there's so much energetic frequency crammed into this year that I believe that our eyes have been opened. I believe that we do see more through the third eye, the pineal gland. I believe that's been blasted open. No matter how much fluoride they've put in the water that calcifies the third eye, my third eye is not calcified. You know, it's not. I'm, I'm working with the violet flame. I'm inviting in the archangels and the thrones and the principalities of light. I'm speaking with them daily. Mm-hmm. Did I always do that? No. Have I incorporated that into my daily brush your teeth, wash your hair, do routine? Absolutely. I now have incorporated the dynamics of supernatural fuel, grace and glory into my daily routine. And it, I might be walking out in nature, but I'm inviting. Thank you, angels. Yes, you walk alongside me. Yes, that's the promise. I'm calling the forces of light to be very active in my life as a shield, as a protection, as an oracle, as a prophet. You know, I'm, I don't think I'm better than anybody else. You know, I, I, I work and I do very good work in helping people get untangled from the chaos in their life because from chaos can become change. And that's good. You know, sometimes we just got to, the chaos can be a teacher. Stop fighting whatever the pain or the. Oh, just lost Mary. That was crazy. I don't think that's ever happened before. Like right at the end of the show. Uh, I wanted to finish that message though. I really do. So I think what she's trying to say, just in case we don't get to finish that message is that you're, we're fighting our inner truths that are, that are pains of ours. So they're, I mean, they're obviously things that bother us. Obviously things that hurt us the most deeply in our souls. So don't fight them. Right. Isn't that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Stop doing battle within yourself. Just let your soul star shine. If you're being authentic and if you've got your soul torch lit, then, you know, it's walk the walk. Don't just talk it. If you're a good Buddhist, we're going to get along. If you're a good, you know, we're going to get along because you're walking it. You're walking with generosity and kindness and you're showing your real self and you're not coming at me with war and you're not coming at me to drain my energy. You're not an energy vampire. But again, and I said it as we went into the Halloween show, discernment is your most important spiritual and physical life tool right now, discernment. You are a walking, living, intuitive antenna. You have an antenna in your soul. You must listen to that first. It's got to move to number one position. More than the ego, more than your mind, more than your physical life desires, they're all fine, but your intuitive antenna discernment has to be your your the beacon it has to be that's the lighthouse that you are and that helps you see right away before you get angry who's draining you too much and you've got to got to push the pump the brakes button it's got to be like no no so i mean if i i can't imagine a better time to get your chart read i mean no matter who you want to go to this is the time to get your themes for 2021 you know most astrologers are not that expensive for all their knowledge and all their years and all their time that they cram in before you ever get that hour reading. So this is a time to invest in yourself through yoga, through Reiki, through your astrological star analysis, through daily dedications. I mean, for God's sakes, if you don't invest in you, who will? Who will? That's right. Yeah, 100%. And thank you for coming thank on the show. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank yeah. you for supporting Joe and 
the Fringe FM and all the hosts and everything. I, I wish you a wonderful Holy Day season and that the gifts of the presence of the divine is with you. And I absolutely wish you a new year, and I'll talk to you in the new year. Mary Ducina, M-A-R-Y-D-U-S-I-N-A, MaryDucina.com. Get your readings now, right now. With all these shifting energies, that'd be the best time to do it right now. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow night, same time, same channel. The microphone just...